Starting something new tonight. Coth fit. Kind of like CrossFit. But it's not CrossFit, it's Coth fit. And it's not Church on the Hill, Church on the Hill's um, excuse for throwing fits. If you ever have a church fit, we're not going to have a Coth fit. We're going we're gonna to get fit. That was kind of funny. Y'all could have laughed at that, but y'all can sit there and, and not laugh and make me feel good about myself. All right. Well, I want you to know that this is near and dear to my heart, both sides. It's getting, getting healthy, getting fit spiritually and physically. Um, really, I can tell you the, the goal of the church the goal of Church on the Hill, the goal of the, the universal church, I believe, should be that we get God's Word and we apply it, that we start to walk out God's Word. Not that, we, not that we gain knowledge. We need to gain knowledge, but knowledge isn't enough. How many of you know that exercise will help your heart? It will. But if you don't exercise, if you don't use the knowledge that you have, your heart's not going to get better. We can know that in God's word, that if we will obey his word, if we will follow and obey his word, it says then that we are the head and not the tail, we are above and not beneath. We can't go claim the head and not the tail and not follow God's word. That's like saying uh, my heart's going to get healthy because I know exercise will get my heart healthy. Well, I have to exercise to get my heart healthy, right? So a, a, a big goal, a big part of what church is about is to help equip us with God's spirit, with God's power, with God's word, to go out and then walk out a godly life. Right? It is not a place to come and be entertained, even though I want to be, to some point, entertaining. I don't want to put you to sleep. Um, the the uh, worship, we want it to, to have some type, now don't take this the wrong way, an entertainment factor is not the right term, but be quality music. We want the music to be good quality music, but that's not the goal of our worship. The goal of our worship is to come into the presence of the Lord. It's to invite the presence of the Lord into us and for us while we are in the presence of the Lord to give him the honor and the glory that he is due. If you remember from Sunday, we have been given access to the throne of God. Our worship is intended for us to come in to, to take that access, to, to access that part in a corporate setting and come into the presence of God and be changed by God. Not to just come in and enjoy, feel good for a moment, and then go home and go right back to the way we've been living. That is a failure. If all we do is gain something for an hour and then go home and live our regular life, we have failed. It is so that we can be encouraged and be equipped to go out and walk out God's call, God's word in your life. If you want to see miracles, if you want God to walk with you, you can, but you got to walk with him. All right. So gaining knowledge is good, and I'm all for knowledge, but I can know things and not do them. We have to not only know things, but we have to do those things. So when the Lord called me, I was not spiritually fit at all. 
when the Lord called me specifically, when, when, the, when I started to pursue and began to really um, work in ministry, whether it was being paid, whether it was part-time, whether it was full-time, I was not spiritually fit. In fact, I've told you guys the story. This is going to be this tonight is a little bit of my testimony going into ministry and also into um, some, the physical side, side of me. But um, Elizabeth once came to me and said, you know, are you reading your Bible? And to be honest with you, I was offended. Well, I wasn't reading my Bible, but it still offended me. How many of you know when you're not doing the right thing and people confront you on it, sometimes you want to, you know, if you're doing the right thing, you throw that right back at them. Oh, yes, I am right. Here's what I'm doing. But when you're not doing the right thing, I got defensive. And she wasn't being ugly. She wasn't being judgmental. She was just asking. It was just a legit question, which my wife, how many of you know your spouse sometimes can ask um, legitimate questions? Thank you. And you guys know how very systematic-minded I am. I'm very systematic-minded. I didn't know where to start. God was calling me. I want you to know that God did not wait for me to be spiritually fit before he started using me. God did not wait for me to be perfect in, to, in perfect in his spirit, perfect in my walk with him before he could start using me in his, uh, in his kingdom, in his church. He used me. He is desiring to, use, desiring to use you now and also take you from point A to point B in that process. But I want you to know, all I did, how did you say, Pastor, how do you feel like you started to get spirit, spiritually fit? And it was a very simple thing. It was just reading the one-year Bible every day. Say, that doesn't sound like much. It wasn't. It wasn't much. But just in that small move, I want you to know that God started moving in my life at such a pace that I could not stop it. There was no stopping it. It started a snowball effect that I literally, I, I think Elizabeth would say, and I would say too, our heads were spinning and just completely out of control. In fact, I hit her with, I feel like I'm supposed to go into full-time ministry, and you know, she just about, she fell out. Right there. You had the flu? Yeah, so she was ready for a big lifestyle change at that time. Had the flu and pregnant and children everywhere. Um, but I want you to know, as simple as it was, I believe it was just me getting off the couch spiritually and saying, okay, God, I'm going to give you this. And he said, that's enough. That's enough. All I need you to do is just start. Just make a move in my direction. And uh, that was the beginning. I didn't feel adequate. I wasn't adequate. I started simply by reading the word daily. That's it. I wish I could tell you it was some five-point thing that I just did all these things that I was up praying. Someone once said to a fellow worship leader of mine, said to his wife, said, how do you feel living with a person that just worships the Lord 24-7? And the wife said, I don't know. My husband doesn't do that. Many times people in, in, in the ministry, you think that we're just, just on our knees praying all the time. We're not. We're not. We, we should be, but we're not. But I, I wish I could tell you that it was 14 hours a day of prayer and, 
and uh, fasting every day and, and um, going around and, and praying in the hospitals. And it wasn't. It was 15 minutes a day. 15 minutes a day of reading the one-year Bible. I'm telling you, God is able to move if you will move. You do not have to go out and run a marathon the first time you get out to run. That is not what he expects of you. Many of us think we have to do these great things before God can use you. No, all you have to do is just start. That's my, that's my testimony. He took over incredibly. Now, over the last, over the last about month, um, I've, had, I've had two families indirectly say to me, it wasn't directly to me, but say to me, did Paul have a weight problem? And I take it for granted that many of you have not been here long enough to know. So I tweeted out a picture of me to one of the families. And sure enough, I showed it to one of the high schoolers. They said, you tweeted that? And I'm like, yes. It wasn't a personal message. I tweeted it. I did it. I don't know if you can really see these. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> I want you to get an idea of where I was. This was 2008. <laughs> it's because you love me. It's because you love me. People don't see it. I'm telling you, we just, we just get used to each other, and that's good. We learn to accept each other just how we are. Um, go back a few more years than that. I had a comb over and glasses. Everybody calls me the pre-comb over and post-comb over time. So that's okay. Uh, but, you know, that was me. Um, I had a weight problem. And um, it was spinning out of control. And I want you to know, I'm still very much affected by that. That still very much affects me, and I do not want to go back to that. I don't want to go back to that spiritually. I don't want to go back to that physically. Now, again, from my testimony, I want you to know even as I walk this out daily, it is borderline fearful. It's borderline obsessive. Elizabeth would probably say it is obsessive. But I want you to know that in my life, I have to be borderline obsessive about keeping sin out of my life or sin will come back in. I have to fight it with everything in me. And everything in me is not enough. I have to fight sin. I have to fight pouring the Spirit into me, pouring the Word into me. I have to really try at it. And I have to really work hard at what I eat. Now, I want, I want to encourage you just for a minute. This was 2008. It was New Year's of 2008. Um, everybody would say, why would you start at New Year's? Actually, I started four days before New Year's. I think it was December 27th, and we had a New Year's party. And Elizabeth said, just get through the party. You know, there's going to be all this junk to eat. Do that. And I'm like, why would I want to wait and eat all that and then have to lose that? Let's start now. Um, I couldn't do it on my own. I couldn't do this on my own. If my wife wasn't 100% with me, I could not have done that. She has been just an incredible support, continues to be an incredible support. Cooked, And I want you to know, I did Weight Watchers. Now, through this journey of Coth Fit, um, I want, I'm going to be sharing you with you my way. My way is not your way. 
One of, the, one of the ways that Satan has kept me from being successful in either being physically or spiritually fit is me trying to do other people's stuff and failing. Seeing other people and saying, how did you do that? And then I go and try that because if someone could give me the, the, one, the 10 steps to losing weight, I would follow it to a T. I got a, I got a book once called... Um, uh, the seven habits of highly effective churches or something like that. And I thought it was going to give me the seven steps to having the perfect church. I, I'm, that's how dumb I was. I'm like, oh, I finally found it. This is it, man. I will follow it and we will just bust hell wide open. Here we come. God, give me a systematic way to do this and I can do that. And sure enough, it d- disappointed me. It was all, it was not what I expected at all. Yeah, yeah, pray. I'm, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, kind of. The enemy had told me that I could never overcome. So you know what I did? I never tried. I tried a couple times. I tried the Adkins diet, and I lost weight, and I quit. I tried a little bit of exercise, and that didn't work. There was a voice in my head telling me I couldn't do it, and I believed it. Now, I believe that these two things went together for a reason, for a purpose, that the Lord started healing me spiritually, and then he was able to heal me physically. Now, he can heal me physically. He can do anything that he wants, anytime that he wants. But as he won me in my spirit... I started to believe the words that he said over me and I started to identify the words that I was listening to as lies and could call them lies and be able to see I can overcome. This whole process, I told Elizabeth when I lost this weight and I never did finish what I was trying to encourage you about, losing weight has been in my life one of the greatest accomplishments that I've ever had. I'm not, mention, I'm not talking about having children or getting married. I'm not talking about those type of things. But personally, losing weight, I never thought I could do it. Now, from this point, from 2008, to December 27th, 2008, until about April 1st, 2009, I lost 40 pounds. It took me four months. And it was not like Biggest Loser where you're losing crazy amount of weight and crying every day. And it wasn't... It wasn't that. I lost about a pound to a pound and a half to two pounds a week every week. Now, at that kind of pace, it takes patience and it takes perseverance. Now, I want you to know, I did not cheat one time. I just started to think, if I cheated, number one, I'm cheating myself. Who am I cheating? I'm cheating myself. Nobody else cares. My church doesn't care. They love me. They hired me fat. They hired that. Yeah. I didn't take my shirt off when we voted. Now I wasn't an idiot. God. They hired. I I, I wasn't being threatened by anyone. But if I cheated, I was just cheating myself. When you fall into sin, you're cheating yourself. You're cheating yourself. You're hurting yourself. 
But I also realized I was cheating her. She was cooking for me. She was sacrificing at every turn to make sure that I could meet the need that I had. And let me tell you, I am the, I am the most demanding. If, it's, if I don't know the calorie, if I don't know the breakdown for my Weight Watchers, I would not eat it. It was that important to me. If I can't figure out the points on this, I'm not going to eat it. And it created some tension. So every single night we would get together and get on the computer and she would help me figure it out exactly. I could not have done it without you. This was my way. Four months. It took four months. You think of it now, would you give up four months to, to enable it in order to get healthy? That's just, what it, that's just what it was for me. Four months. I want you to know that when, when I started to get the word in me and started to believe the word, then the lies that were I was believing began to come to the surface and I could, I could attack them. I couldn't attack them with my words. I could attack them with the word of God. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It meant something different. When it was faith, when it was based on God and his word, I can do it. And this is just the start. When I moved, and I want you to know when I, when we, I remember we were in the bathroom December 27th and I told her, I said, I'm ready to do this. She goes, okay, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to do Weight Watchers. She said, okay, I signed up that night and we started. I told you to pick it. Okay, well, you picked it. Good pick. I do want you to know that it was not all in my power. I was praying every single day, God, help me. Help me to make the right choices. But I don't want to do all this right stuff and then not lose weight. How many of you have ever dieted and stuck to it and didn't lose weight? I've done that. But I want you to know I was praying. I was in the Word. And I was going after it with everything that I had. But when I started... God moved and helped me supernaturally. It's like Dave Ramsey. If you will just start a proven financial program, all you've got to do is just start and stay with it. You will begin to, to make up ground. You will. You will. It's a given. I started figuring out Weight Watchers that if I will burn more calories than I'm eating, I will lose weight. And can I tell you, I eat more from 5 o'clock until I go to bed than I eat the whole rest of the day. I really hang in there. Wayne will tell you when I come in there to eat his sandwiches, I'm picky. He knows just what I want. I just get one sandwich. And let me tell you, I'm splurging now in, in just eating that. But he knows. Very picky. I'm going to get exactly what I'm looking for, and, and I'm out. I'm not eating anything extra, but I eat it. But I eat Pretty small at lunch, pretty small at breakfast. And let me tell you, I pig out at dinner. So for those of y'all that say you can't eat after 5 o'clock, you're wrong. <laughs> Maybe you can't eat after 5 o'clock. I can. No. I typically whatever. I eat more calories after 5 o'clock than I eat the, the whole rest of the before the day. But I'm telling you, I'm burning more than I'm eating. So what happens? I lose weight. So, that's my way. Weight Watchers, whatever, is just one way. There are many ways 
uh, to, forgive me, skin a cat, many ways. Physical fitness, you know, Elizabeth and I had just started walking. Um, I started to realize through Weight Watchers that it, with physical fitness, that if I would exercise a little bit, I could eat more. They give you points back if you exercise. So I bought a stationary bike and I started riding it 24 minutes a day, just wide open. My, my staff would look at me and I'd be all sweaty and they're like, what are you doing in your office? And But 24 minutes gained me seven, six points more of eating. That's a little Debbie. <laughs> I eat little Debbies. You ask her, don't we, Sarah Beth? We get zebra cakes and we get the little chocolate whatever things. Something like that. But mine are different. They're Walmart brand. They're, you can find the, the Hostess and the Walmart brand, and some of them are four points, some of them are five points. But the four points are the ones I buy. It's a point. And when you're hungry, you're, you're hanging on to those points. So I started riding an exercise bike, and I believe I started getting in shape that way. But I want to share with you kind of how the Lord moved in my life physically. Now, this is just kind of me just sharing you my testimony and just asking you. It is my desire that we start moving spiritually and physically. We can come in here and have a good time and hear good, a good message about being spiritually fit and about being physically fit. Or we can get out and we can get spiritually fit and physically fit. Okay, so we're going to take the knowledge and we're going to apply it. Okay, so... Sarah Bett, I've told you this story before, but I'm going to tell it again. Sarah Bett started cross-country. We were looking for her to be a part of something. She'll probably play, play volleyball next year, but she needed something this year, so we tried cross-country. We had heard about Coach Chris and Joe Massard. Joe Massard's one of the secretaries or the administrators at, at Avery Trace. She is just awesome. We just love her. Coach Chris is just a, an, a blessing from God. He just encourages those kids, does not push those kids, is just thankful to see them. And while they're running, just cheering them on. They could be walking. They could be picking grass, and he is cheering them on. Come on, keep on walking. You're doing great. I'm so proud of you, doesn't he? It's all he does is just cheer you on. And uh, so Sarah Beck goes out two or three days. And I mean, they go out, and they're running two miles right away. And uh, Sarah Beck comes back all face all red, flustered, and just writing frowny faces on her calendar on the day that she has cross country. And, and she doesn't typically do that. And just defeated. And Elizabeth's telling me about it. And I don't really know what to do. I mean, I don't run. You know? Uh, and Elizabeth said, hey, some of the moms are out there walking while they're running. You want to come walk? And I'm like, well, will I be the only male out there walking with these women? I don't go to Weight Watchers meetings because I have this stigma or this stereotype of everybody talking about their weight problems and crying, and I don't want to do that. I want to weigh, and I want to do, I want to do my own crying by myself. So I did, I did it online. I never went to one meeting. Uh, I'm not necessarily proud of that. That's just what I did. But I'm like, okay, I'll go walk with you. And I'm out there walking, and I'm seeing Sarah Bett running, and I'm not saying anything to her, but I can tell she's just struggling but I walk that course and my personality is just looking around thinking I think I could do that 
I've not ran a mile since I was probably in high school, and I don't even remember running a mile then. I played baseball, I played basketball, we ran, but I don't remember ever running a mile. But I just looked at it and thought, I think I could do it. So they go out and practice the next day, and I said, Sarah Beth, can I run with you? She said, sure, you know, whatever. So we take off, and we make it about three-quarters of a mile. And I just tell her, I'm going to run with you. When you're ready to stop, we'll stop. No pressure. In fact, probably I'll be wanting to stop before you want to stop. But let's go run. So we made it three-quarters of a mile. And I don't know if you remember, but I was encouraging to you. I was fine. You did a good job. And we just kept on walking and running and walking and running. It's a two-mile track out there, hills up and down. And as I was looking around at that, I just thought in my head, I could do this. I don't know why I want to do it, but I can do it. So the next day was a Wednesday, I believe, and they did not have practice. And I just said to Elizabeth, I said, I'm going back out there and I'm going to run that thing. She's like, okay. And I said, Sarah Beth, do you want to go with me? And literally she looked at me like I was on crack because they're not, they're not having practice. She's like, it's not practice. I said, I, don't, I know it's not practice. I just want to go. Why? I don't know. I think I can do it. Will you go with me? Okay. So, her coming with me, I never did tell you this, but I thought, oh man, I want to run this whole thing, but if she wants to stop, I'm going to stop with her. You know, I want to do this, but I'm not going to tell her that I, that I don't want to stop. I don't want to pressure her. I don't want to now do what I did to Pete and just kill the kid and make him never want to go out there again. No, I'm with her. So I said, okay, we'll stop when you want to stop. So here we go. Me and Sarah Beth going together. We get to the three-quarter mile mark, and we see the flag where we were. And I said, that's where we got to yesterday. Are you okay to keep going? She goes, yep, let's keep going. Made it to a mile. We literally fist-pumped, and I said, great job. Can you keep going? Yes, I can. Now, what she didn't know at that time is I was dying. <laughs> I was dying. And I bet she was dying, too. But here's two people encouraging each other. And by George, if she's going to make it, I'm going to make it. So as I was feeling low, I encouraged her. She encouraged me. I said, Dad, you're doing great. And you know what? That sounds so dumb. But all of a sudden, I feel like, thank you. That's all I needed. I can go a little bit farther. So we went a little bit farther, made it to a mile and a half. You okay? Yeah, I'm okay. You okay? Yeah, I'm okay. I'm not, but I'm okay. we're still running. And then the last quarter mile is straight uphill. It is a killer. You feel like a billy goat just up, 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 but we could see the end. And there came a point where I just told her, I said, we're going to make it. And as dumb as this sounds, I felt like I had reached Pike's Peak. I don't think I could have felt any more accomplished if I had hiked to the top of Pike's Peak. You say, it's just two miles. Yeah, but to me, I never thought I could do it. You may say, Pastor, you look skinny and you look fit. I was not fit. I was skinny. I was not. Can I tell you, there's a difference. I, I was skinny. I was not fit. And I was so proud of her, but I was so proud of me. And I'm not being selfish. I was so, I could not believe I could do it. And it just dawned on me, Paul the God, God was saying, Paul, you can do so much more. It is in you to succeed. You just have to try. 
All you have to do is try. I will be with you to the end. All you have to do is try. Now, I want to encourage you. We're going to start, and, and this is me. Now, do not feel like you have to fit the mold that I am setting. I am just going to give some suggestions, and I'm going to go out. You do not have to go with me. There's going to be another person that's going to be helping the girls' side. But look, if you want to start your own little group, do that. This does not have to be Church on the Hill organized. Some of it will be. Some of it won't be. But I can tell you we're not going to have a group of 10 going out and running three miles. We might have a group of two or three or four. That's fine. Two may want to go walk. Two may want to go do jumping jacks. I don't know. Whatever you want to do. But the, 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 prop, the thing we need to do is we need to start moving spiritually and we need to start moving physically. And what I'm wanting to do is take exactly what cross country has been doing, meeting Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays at 5.30 and doing the same thing. Meeting out at Tech, Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays at 5.30. We'll be there no longer than an hour. More than likely, it'll be less than that. If, you can, if we get up to the point where we can run a mile in 10 minutes, you'll be there 10 minutes. You've got to stretch at the beginning, stretch at the end. 10 minutes. It takes you 10 minutes to run a mile. And that's slow. That may sound fast. It's slow. I'm slow. I don't care. If you want to run fast, run fast. If you want to run slow, run slow. If I'm not running the pace you want to run, find you somebody that will run the pace with you or run by yourself. I love to run with someone and I love to run by myself. I'm okay either way. The Lord speaks to me when I'm by myself. The Lord speaks to me when I'm with someone else. Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays. I'll set it up on Facebook. We'll set it up on our church calendar. We will be very communicable about this. Communicative. That's a word. But um, can I mention you, Debbie? Uh, I've just drawn a complete blank. Mark and Debbie, tell me your last name. Davis, sorry, goodness gracious. If y'all can know, I do that to everyone. Don't, don't y'all feel special. I do it to everyone. Everyone. I did it to Pastor Chris. <laughs> I literally forgot his name. Our pastor at the time, I literally was staring at him and I forgot his name, right? In Chili's. Um, but the, 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 the thing is, is that we start. Now you may say, I can't even walk a mile. Okay, that's okay. What can you walk? You can walk from your car in here. That's further than you think. Okay, if you can walk from your car to here, you could probably do that four or five times. Have you ever forgot something in your car? You can probably do that four or five times. Four or five times from here to your car would probably be a quarter of a mile, maybe up to a half a mile. You can do this, but you have to start. Now, if the doctors told you not to exercise, do not do that. You need to make sure that you get doctor's approval. But if you don't have an issue not to do it, let's do it. Let's get together and let's do it. Now, we're going to do the physical thing. You need as much and more to do the spiritual thing. Do the spiritual thing. Get in the Word and start trying your best to follow that word. Follow Christ in your everyday walk. Every day. Now, 
that's only three days a week that I'm going to be organizing exercise. I run about five days a week, take two days off. So if anybody ever wants to do more, anybody wants to do less, I don't care. I'm going to go out and I'm going to run those three days. If you show up, great. If you don't show up, great. I'm going to do that. I'm committed to that. But what I encourage you to do is find yours. What works for me may not work for you. It may work for you. And I will also tell you, what I will do is I will probably run what I would have run before you get there so that then I can then meet what it is that you want to do. And if you want to run another set, I'll run with you. If you want to walk, I'll walk with you. Now, I can't walk with everybody. I can't run with everybody. But I will be there to to help you. Coach Chris, these men and women on this cross-country course just took me under their arm and have just helped me so much. They have changed my life. Changed my life. And I want to be that for you. Now, I'm not Jesus Christ. I'm not your Savior. Okay? I'm just a part of the church that wants to help. And while I'm helping, it's going to be helping me. Okay? We're going to, we're, hopefully, we're going to do this together. If not, I'll just keep running my own schedule. If y'all want to do your own thing, that's fine too. You're not going to hurt my feelings. Okay? So, how does that sound? I didn't give you a single scripture, did I? How about I give you one? Kind of feel like you haven't got your money's worth if I don't give you one scripture, do you? Okay, this isn't really the one that I wanted to tell you, but this will be a good one. This is one that gets on my intercessor's nerves sometimes. This is not a great intercessor word, but get ready, it's funny. Okay? All right, children of Israel have been delivered from slavery, from Pharaoh... And they're now trying to make it out. You remember they kept coming and all the plagues came and Pharaoh finally said, go. So they left. Everybody know the story? Moses is leading them out of bondage, out of slavery. It's really a picture of salvation, of being, being held captive. And as they walk through um, the, the parting waters, it's also a picture of baptism. I don't know if you have ever gotten that. That picture, put those two together, but this is a picture of salvation and baptism. So here they sit, and uh, they're trapped. They're, They're at the water, and here comes Pharaoh's army. And they're responding, oh my gosh, Moses, what have you done to us? We're all gonna die right here. So they're having a fit, okay? They're not a cough fit, they're having a fit. Moses told the people, don't be afraid. Just stand where you are and watch, and you will see the wonderful way the Lord will rescue you today. The Egyptians you are looking at, you will never see them again. The Lord will fight for you, and you won't need to lift a finger. Verse 15. Then the Lord said to Moses, here it is. Quit praying and get the people moving. Forward march. Now, I want you to know there is a time to pray. There is a time to pray, and there's a time to move. Now, the waters have opened up, and the Lord is saying, I have made the way for you. Would you please just walk through it? The Lord is saying to you today, my son has paid the price for you. Would you just walk in it? Get up and walk in it. Walk in it every day. I am with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. I am with you. Let me, let me continue. Use your rod. Hold it over the water and the sea will open up a path before you. And all the people of Israel shall walk through on dry ground. Verse 17. 
I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians and they will go in after you and you will see the honor I will get in defeating Pharaoh and all his armies, chariots and horsemen. All of Egypt shall know that I am Jehovah. This battle with your weight, this battle with your being fit, this, ba- this spiritual battle in your life, it is a spiritual battle. Satan is trying to hold you down physically and spiritually. But I want you to know that when we call on the Lord and we move in, in the Lord's way, he defeats the enemy. David did not defeat the enemy. God defeated the enemy through David and that stone. God defeated the enemy. It was God through David that slung that stone and hit that giant right in the right place and killed him with one shot. It was the hand of God upon David. Right? With God with you, whatever demon is trying to hang on to you, that demon is going down. Whether you can physically see it or you can physically name it, whether you really have to really battle or see it or not see it, he is going down. I do not, I, the, 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 the strongholds in my life, I did not even have to deal with. When I started to get the word in me and started walking with God, God dealt with those, tore those down and, may, and, and enabled me to be able to attack and be successful in my eating. Be an attack and be successful in being physically fit. Being able to take, and you know what was so neat? Is I got to have a dad moment with her and teach her how to overcome. And I wasn't even trying. I was trying to overcome myself. And in doing so, I took her with me. Now just a month later, she and I ran in the five mile race after dark. Neither one of us had ever ran five miles in our life. And here we go on this run. I've taken my, my little 10-year-old. 10-year-olds aren't even allowed to run. She had, we, neither one of us had ran five. In the dark, out on the street, I'm like, oh my goodness gracious, what am I doing? And we're running, we're encouraging each other after each mile and just looking at each other and saying, man, we're doing good. And Elizabeth was out on Dixie. We ran by Dixie twice. And I mean, it just, it just made our day to see them and people just cheer us on. It's so funny what a little bit of cheering will do. But on our last mile, we picked up our pace and ran in front of Dixie again, and we were flying. I felt like we were running a five-minute mile. We weren't, but it felt like we were going so fast, didn't it? And on our last mile, it was downhill going down toward, back down broad and back into the park. I looked at her. We probably had three-quarters of a mile left, and I said, I think we're going to make it. And she said, we are going to make it. And that's not very impacting maybe to you. It meant everything to me. She said, Dad, while we're running, she said, Dad, I prayed for this. I said, I did too. And you know what the Lord showed me is is that when I'm following him, Part of my calling is to help teach her how to overcome. That's part of my role is to help my child, help my family overcome. And as little as that may have seemed, it was another Pike's Peak in my life. For her and I to look at each other and me to know that she's believed God and I've believed God and we could have quit and we didn't quit, we finished. 
And it was awesome. And I want you to know we can finish. What we start, we can finish. You can be successful in your spirit life. You can be successful in your physical life. You can be successful in your eating. You can. The power that raised Christ from the dead is the same power that is in you. And greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And whatever stronghold has a hold of you with God can't hold on any longer. We can do this. And I'm for you. Church on the Hill body, we are for you. We can do it. This is just a start. I want you to know the Lord just gave me this. I've got so much scripture. I didn't even touch on what I had first intended this morning to share. I just wanted to share my heart tonight. Um, we can do it. And don't look at me and think because I, I look skinny and I look healthy that it's been easy. It hasn't been easy. It's hard. Walking out the word of God, walking out a, phys a physical life is hard. But I'm telling you, once we move, the spirit supernatural kicks in and we can make it. So I want to encourage you. Let's do this together, physically and spiritually. Amen? Amen. We all stand up with me and I want to pray for you.